0: A science story, huh? Is NYU a scientist? Uh, I, the I felt, felt, I felt, I felt right. I was so And I happy. just thought, well. I it out. Wow. it I
1: feel was that tall. golden moment. Because science was on my side.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Ben Lilly and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true stories of how science has affected people's lives. This week's story is from Saad Sarwana. The story was recorded in December 2012 at Union Hall in Brooklyn. The theme of the evening was science and religion.
1: So, it's 2002, here's my profile in 2002. I'm a single Pakistani Muslim male, and I've come to America on a student visa to study physics. And I'm also doing this amateur stand-up comedy on the side, and I'm getting a lot of gigs on the road. And to be a successful comedian on the road, one thing which you have to do is you have to have a car, which I happen to have, and you happen you need a good sense of direction, so you can drive to different places near the New York City suburbs and do comedy. And that's something I did not have. Uh, a good remedy would be a GPS, but in 2002, a GPS cost like $700. So, but what you could find was you could find just the antenna of the GPS. It was a little thing which looked like a mouse, which you connect to the D-sub connector of your laptop and you'd load up some drivers and some software, and you could create your own GPS system for very cheap, for like $70. So I bought one of these. And to set it up, obviously, I needed to get my laptop to have a good view of the sky to set up all the drivers, make sure it works. So I took my folding chair, after I received this thing, outside to set everything up. Oh, it happened to be laundry day, so the only thing which I had left was my Pakistani clothes, which are like Shalwar which is like this sort of Middle Eastern death dress which you've seen in all those stereotypical movies. That's what it looked like. So I'm wearing this clothes, and right outside my apartment there are a bunch of trees blocking the view of the sky, so I have to go a little bit further down the block. So I'm sitting there with my folding chair, setting things up, and, oh yeah, by the time I got to a good view of the sky, I'm diagonally across the street from a Jewish temple. <laughs> so, anyway, so... I'm setting up the drivers and, I, and my laptop was Windows ME and the driver which I got from, for the modem settings was Windows 2000. So I had to set up all the bit rates for all those people who know, you know, you have to set up baud rates and parity. And I'd done a lot of this stuff in my lab, so I knew pretty much what I was doing. But I was getting excited and when it didn't work, I was like cursing. And when I curse, I curse in Pakistani so that's not good, and when I was excited, when I finally got everything to work, I was doing a little dance, I'm like, yes, it worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, someone obviously saw this, and you know, when they say, if you see something, say something. so I guess this was one of those see something, say something moments, so I guess someone turned me in, because the next day I got a visit from some friendly people at the FBI. And of course, to me in 2002, when someone thought FBI, I was like Mulder and Scully, yay! <laughs> so, so I was a geek. I'm still a geek. It's okay. I've accepted it. So. Anyway, they come in, they want to ask me a few questions. I should describe my apartment. I, I was, you know, it was, I was still in dorm room college phase, so this is my apartment. I'm still a Muslim, so I have to have Muslim decorations. So I had, like, Arabic verses on the wall, which said, la ilha illallah, which says, there's no God but Allah. But right next to that, the physicist me was in there, so I had Maxwell's equations in free space. <laughs> You know, I'd like to have a jahn on the floor, which is a prayer rug, which Muslims use to, you know, pray to Mecca. And right next to that, I had my poster of Einstein with his tongue sticking out. You know, that's my apartment. I only had one piece of memorabilia from my real comedy site in the house. And that's because I had a lot of road gigs, so I needed a map. So I had this map of the New York City area. This... It was one of those 75 mile radius maps. And what I did was, every time I performed at a comedy club, I'd put a push pin to, to indicate where I performed. It, it. The scientist in me had to do this in a systematic way so i, I used use the VipGor screen, which is the rainbow color, so like when the crowd is hot, that was like red, and um, the when the crowd was cold or I bombed, it would be like blues or something like that so i I know you can some of you guys are saying you can't use violet and indigo push pins, but you know you can still go blue, green, yellow, orange, red. those are difficult to f- easy enough to find. So I had made all this thing, but I, I had to make a legend to indicate how everything worked because a scientist and me couldn't have a you know poster without a legend. But I named that in like comedy terminology. So I'd have like red killed, <laughs> blue bombed. It wasn't conspic It wasn't like really visible it was in the corner I'm sure they didn't see it they asked me about the map I'm pretty sure they didn't see that I explained it to them and they were okay with it so it was okay so anyway they had to they said that they heard some suspicious activity they just wanted to ask me a few questions so they started going through their list of things which they wanted to ask me and I was starting to get nervous they were asking my name then they asked me where I worked what I did and they so, so so I work in superconductivity and when most people ask me if I work in superconductivity, I just say, what's superconductivity? I say it's conductivity with special powers that fights crime. <laughs> I don't really answer the question because I don't want to get into it. But this I was getting nervous, so I started explaining superconductivity to them. <laughs> so I started explaining them in normal conductors when electrons flow, there's actually some resistance and so you have some heat and power dissipation and in superconductivity what happens is you have electrons flow without any resistance. So the first thing most people think about is levitating trains and high-power transmission, which is fine, which is superconductivity, but that's high-temperature superconductivity. And I worked in low-temperature superconductivity, which is at 4 Kelvin. So now I needed to explain low-temperature superconductivity to them. So I started explaining them BCS theory. Now, BCS theory is when what happens in low-temperature superconductivity, which is actually well understood and high temperatures is not, just so you know, is you actually have two electrons, which would normally repel each other, pair up and form what is called a Cooper pair. And the Cooper pairs allow the electricity to flow without any resistance. So this guy, I think, picked up on my nervousness. The FBI agent tries to crack a joke, and he goes to me, oh, so these two electrons are supposed to repel each other, attract each other. You must be working with gay electrons. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> he was trying to break the ice, it's okay. So they asked me what was, what else was going on. They had, they had their questionnaire in front of them, and they kept on going through their list. And one of the questions on their list was, have you been, have you, have you reported any crimes, anything like that, have you been in any violent crime? Do you have any weapons? I obviously answered no, but right next to him on my desk was lying my lightsaber, <laughs> which is a weapon of a Jedi Knight. Uh, <laughs> a more elegant weapon for a more civilized time. <laughs> Sorry, so I, Anyway, they went through this, and they asked me what I was doing on the street. I explained it to them. I showed them the GPS. They pretty much understood what it was, and they walked away, and they were very polite about it. I didn't really think much about it up until 2010. And in 2010, I was becoming a U.S. citizen, and you have to go for the citizenship interview and the case officer there had a file on me which was three inches thick. And I was like, what's in this file? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just a report from the FBI that says you're mostly harmless. (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: That was Saad Sarwana. Saad grew up in Pakistan and moved first to Canada and then eventually to the U.S. to attend graduate school in physics. As a physicist, Saad has over 30 peer-reviewed publications and two U.S. patents. As a comedian, Saad has performed in every major comedy club in the New York City area and has been featured on an ABC 2020 story about Muslim stand-up comedians. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have archives of the podcast and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wecht, Darren Barker, and Ari Daniel. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Union Hall for hosting the show, and to my pinboard for not being a map of anything. Thanks for listening.